All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and we are joined by a large cast today. Uh, we've got Paul DiPolcito, Mike O'Hearn, Ryan Bradley, Jamie Clasby. Don't know if she's going to tune in here, but going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs. We're actually skipping the lows today because the Celtics made it to the NBA Finals. First time in a long time. We're thrilled. But to get things started off here, I want to kick it over to Paul. Uh, player of the game, who do you got? I mean, I'm going to have to go with the Larry Bird MVP, uh, Jason Tatum. I thought he played well when we needed him. I would love to have given it to Marcus Smart, but the last couple minutes when we really needed him and he hit a couple shots, it was... Uh, not his night, let's say. But uh, Jason Tatum, I mean, there's no other person you can give it to in my mind. Uh, taking us to the championship. Let's fucking go. Let's go. This is just an unreal night for the Celtics. Throwing everything together. Unbelievable game. Mike O'Hearn, who do you got? Player of the game. I'm going to have to go with Paul E.D. I think at the beginning of the game, when we all saw him wearing the Kobe wristband on his right arm, we said that he had to have a day. And again, shout out Larry Bird, the trophy. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone else you can go with. I think you got to go tell, with Jason Tell Taylor. me that's not poetic justice, right? Like the first year the NBA puts together the Larry Bird trophy, it comes to a Celtic. Absolutely. And the Bob Cousy trophy. And we get both of those. Jason Tatum being named it, like it does not get better than that. It's it poetic. doesn't get better than that. Brian Bradley, what do you got? Well, as much as I would like to dislike with my colleagues, Paul and Mike, I have to give it to Jason Tatum. Looking at the stat line here, 30 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 9 from 12 from the field. You know, Al Horford, heart and soul of the Celtics, you would like to give it to him, but stats don't lie. Got to give it to my man Tatum. And you but, were a beast on the boards today. What a great game from Derek White, though. You know, hell of a series from Derek White. My guy. As much as me and Guy go back and forth on the whole Derek White situation, you know, at the beginning of this series, I said that the rest of the team wouldn't even notice if he fell out of the team plane. But <laughs> he, he shut me up game five, six, and seven. Great, 22 great points series. tonight, great man. Series. Unbelievable. Derek Dude, White. he had eight points tonight. All right, so so Bradley might have a little dyslexia here. <laughs> yeah. Jason Tatum was not 9 of 12. He was 9 of 21. <laughs> but, <laughs> but outside of that, he's right. Solid game overall. Um, no, but honestly, like he's Derek White, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Great, great game. Uh, Jason Tatum, great game. Just to break things up here. I want to give player of the game to Jalen Brown. Whoa. And I know, yeah, I know. Whoa is right. Right? So this is this is why. All series long, we've seen Jason Tatum kind of do his thing, get to the free throw line. We've seen Jalen Brown turn the ball over a bunch, right? Jalen Brown tonight kept the turnovers a little bit lower, still had four. But overall, you look at the efficiency numbers, and that's where Jalen Brown just jumps off the charts. 
Like, you've got Jason Tatum, 9 of 21 from the field. Jalen Brown, 8 of 15. End of the night, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. How many turnovers? Only four. Hell yeah. This game. This game. Solid. Solid. Solid, right? But he tied tied for the team lead with six assists. Right? Like, that to me is the Jalen Brown that needs to step up. We've seen Jason Tatum kind of show off as far as, like, an assist man goes. Jalen Brown tonight was there all game, too. Right? So, Jalen Brown tonight, from an efficiency standpoint, was spectacular. And one of the things that's held him back most of this series has been the free throw line. Yeah. Right? Seven of eight from the free throw line tonight. He was the he was the one he got to the free throw line more than anybody and still hit the most free throws. So for me tonight, like Jalen Brown stepped up in a major way. Had some great defensive possessions as well. Massive. Massive. So overall this is just a this is an unbelievable game where You've got the two Jays stepping up in a huge way. And I said before this, I said before the game started, I thought the Jays needed a combined 25 and 25 each for this to be a game. Jalen Brown was just shy of that with 24. Jason Tatum, 26. So if you do the math, I guess technically you got 25 and 25, <laughs> right? But this is, this is the type of game that you need. You've got the two Jays going off, doing their thing, and you've got role players stepping up. Bradley, you talked about Derek White. Mm-hmm. We've got, we had a Grant Williams mm-hmm. game, 11 points. Right. He stepped up, 5 of 8 from the field. Uh, you just had guys step up and just kind of play their game. You know, outside of the major guys, right, the two Jays, what are your thoughts on the rest of the game? And I'll leave this open to anyone here. I mean, I'll take, I'll start. I mean, I thought our bench, or not even our bench really, but like you said, the other players besides the Jays, I mean, Al, Rob didn't have a fantastic game, but Grant showed up when we needed him in a couple instances. Derek White showed up in a couple instances. I mean, this is a, this is a big team win. I think offensively and defensively, it's just a team win. I mean, we were looking at the stats when they, uh, I think they were at like, the Heat were at like 56 points or something like that, and both Bam and uh, Butler, they had 46 points, and their entire bench had 14 other points. Like, that's insane. Like, that's just not a team win. I thought the Celtics played great team basketball, and that's the reason we're moving on to the finals. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. Absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's it's really hard to argue with any of that, yeah. right? Like, you look at this Celtics team today, everything they did top to bottom was great. Yeah. Like, we... Out, we had more offensive rebounds. Huge. We had more assists. And this is probably less than we'd like to see. We only had 22 tonight. But the Heat only had 16. Right. Right? Like, the Heat tonight, their offense... Because it was offense, a Butler show. That's all it was. Yeah. Their, their offense that. was strictly Butler. Yeah. What did Hero score? Hero, uh, Hero played shot. a solid seven minutes and was 0 of 2. Oh, oh man. Two, yeah, two shots. So, like, this is, defensively, this is as good as you can get. Yeah, so I want to hop back on the mic here, and uh, I want to apologize for the stats earlier uh, that I mentioned. I was looking at the Game 5 stats, rookie mistake, first-time <laughs> podcaster here. Um, Guy and Paul put me in my place here. I was looking at Game 5, like I said. 
Yeah, uh, Tatum, he didn't drop 30 points. That was game five. It was, like like you guys said, 26, 10, and 6 tonight. So, wasn't far off, but just giving you guys completely false information, which you don't deserve. But I want to feed off of what Paul said. As good as the Celtics were this series, I'm going to transfer over (laughs) and talk about how bad the Miami Heat were. Like, okay, okay. Um, please talk about the Heat. What do you got? <laughs> like Paul said, it, they weren't the Miami Heat this series. They were the Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler Heat. Like they were, like Paul said earlier, like especially this game, Bam twenty five points, Jimmy thirty five. When we can dig in, like I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Kyle Lowry. He did score fifteen Trash. points tonight. Trash. But PJ Tucker seventeen minutes, zero points. Uh, Struess, Max Struess, right? Max Struess. 35 minutes, 8 points. Huge and bucket Yeah, game. I mean, he did but hit some clutch, you know, especially in game 6. Ten. He was 3 of In game 6, Max did hit a couple clutch 3-pointers. I'll give him that. But like like Paul said earlier in the game, like the, the Celtics did play phenomenal this series. The, you know, fortunately, it went to 7. We didn't win it at home, but... The Heat kind of dug themselves a huge hole this series. Their Their, their shooting was... Absolutely atrocious for most of the series. Like, I'm not gonna lie here. Like, like PJ Tucker. Like, you know, we played great last year when he was with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But he was great last year. He was great yeah. last year, and you know, he talked a little year. smack this year, doing his thing. He is a guys, but like I said, 17 minutes tonight, zero points from PJ Tucker. Gabe Vincent, you know, another guy on the Miami roster that people. Uh, tend to uh, say, you know, he's a good player and whatnot, but 15 minutes, four points, I don't know. I just Celtics play great. They deserve to win the series, but he did them no justice. They didn't do any justice to themselves this, this series. So I, I don't think I, it's – I feed off of that. I don't think it's, like, within question. If you look at these two teams on paper, Celtics, Heat. Right. The Celtics exactly. have the clear advantage mm-hmm. as far as talent goes. Yep. Right? You look series. at – the way the Heat performed, you gotta give them a lot of credit. Dog, Jimmy dogs, Butler, dogs. Jimmy Butler, absolute dog. Like he goes back to that 1990s right. hard nosed right. basketball. That's both the only player left in the NBA it's that's playing that way. Funny you say that because everyone was like, I don't know, a couple of people I've been talking to have been knocking Marcus Smart, saying like, you know, Jimmy Butler is giving him the work, all this stuff. I think there's only one player in the NBA that could give Marcus Smart, the Defensive Player of the Year, a run for his money, and that's Jimmy Butler. Like that dude's a straight, straight dog. He's dude. great. Like he's great. You look at like offensively, this entire series. I mean, there's like maybe two games where he really struggled. Right. Bad but knee, tonight, like maybe. you look at you look at his performance, especially following another game in Game Six where he just went off. Like he's still at 35 points tonight. Solid dude, like he probably the highest scorer of the game. No, he was. Yeah, yeah. he came out. He came out on a bad all knee. Cylinders. And Exclamation points! This is a guy. He played all forty-eight minutes. Yeah, forty-eight minutes tonight. He played forty-eight minutes. He did not. He did not sit a single minute. That is tough. And like they showed a stat where he played the entire first half, and I thought that was wild. Yeah, and I didn't great. think that there was any chance that he'd be able to keep that up. Yeah, yeah. but he did it. Like, he continued to grind the tonight. entire second half also on top of playing his entire 40, right, right. 48 minutes. Like, I don't 
I don't remember a game where someone has played 48 minutes straight. No, I don't think he has all series. Like it's, play it's, in, it's insane. Got to go back to KG. Like, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane thinking about it. But you're right. Like, if you look at the Celtics' defense, this is what they force teams to do. Right. This is the reason they're as good as they are. Mm-hmm. They're forcing guys to play their best. Right. We did it against the Nets. We did it against the Bucks, And we're doing it here against the Heat. Yes, absolutely. Some and of the toughest opponents in the NBA. Which brings me to another point I wanted to mention earlier. Like, I think everyone can agree that the Celtics had the hardest route in the Eastern Conference. It's, it's not even, yeah, it's not even close. In but the NBA. Who, who was it, who was it that was uh, being, like, not accused, but, like, like uh, was it the Bucks or somebody else that was, like, they were saying they were losing games in the, the regular Bucks season? The lost the game at the end of the year when they had the same seeding as the To not the play the Nets. To rest Correct. players, which dropped yep. them to the three seed. That's not how EMA rolls. The, the Nets were sitting at the seven. Okay. So right, they didn't want right, to play the Nets, right, and they right. lost, and we won, and we ended up beating them. And that's not how EMA Udoka said. He's like, that's not the type of team we are. We're going to keep playing until the last punch. It's we huge. don't care who we, who we it's play. It's huge. And it worked like, out great for us. And then that's and that's the way they need to continue playing. Like Absolutely. at this point, this Celtics team knows that there's no friggin' obstacle in their way. Yeah, this is that huge. they can't overcome. The issue that like and I don't I don't want to call it a huge issue here, but the Celtics really haven't played well at home. Like they've <laughs> played so well on the road, right. and that's great. Right. But they need to get in this mindset of like every game right. is a game seven, right? Because tonight they played great, right? Like there's there's no denying that every everything that they did tonight Maybe eight was solid. Out of this game, yeah, they kind of they, like they gave up a couple big runs, and that I that yeah. I think that killed us. That definitely brought it way too close for comfort for in my perspective, especially for a game seven. I mean. There was a couple times that it got down to like five points. The last couple seconds, it got down to two points, and I was like, yeah. and then they let Jimmy Butler have an open three. I was like, yeah, that can't happen against happen. the Warriors because no. if that's not Jimmy Butler and that's Steph Curry, they're hitting Clay that three points. Yes. Like, yeah, Jordan I mean, Bull. listen, a lot, a lot of it came in the second quarter. Yeah, like they got outscored 32-23 in the second quarter. That's tough. Yeah. Yep. Right, like they came out firing on all cylinders in the first. Outscored in thirty-two seventeen in the first. Got outscored by nine points in the second. Got outscored again by one in the third, right. and then another three in the fourth. Right, like they got outscored in three of the four quarters right, tonight. Right, right. But they pulled off this win. Yeah, it's huge. They definitely it's did. Wild. What, they definitely did what they had to do tonight to win the game, but. I can't pull up exact instances, but there's been a couple times throughout the regular season this year where, at one point, the Celtics were known for giving up late quarter yeah, leads. 10, third, 12. The first half of the season. The, the whole <laughs> first half of the season, which put us in that position. Every like the, third quarter. We were a couple games below 500, but yeah, I mean, like Mike said, you cannot, like, the Heat, they're, they're, they're a beast, but the Warriors... This year, coming back off the season they had last year, they're a whole other beast. Like like he said, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they're not going to miss those threes Jordan that Max Struess was missing tonight Draymond and stuff like Green. that. Draymond Green, you know, we can get into that later on. Like playing the Warriors, like yeah, we'll we'll I, talk we'll talk uh, about the Warriors in the second half here. But I, one thing I do yeah. want to mention, I want to get your thoughts on Al Horford here because this guy Tough. didn't didn't have the greatest game. 
Not offensively, at least. But defensively, this guy continues to be the anchor for the Celtics. 100%. Like, you look at the, the final box score. Again, it's not, not crazy. Five points, but he added 14 rebounds, three assists to steal, two blocks. A couple of those blocks were huge tonight. Yes, Defensively, he was the presence. And Mm -hmm. the rim protector that we were hoping Rob Williams Williams would be, but he just, I mean, he was... Rob Williams... You can can tell he's not We got to check up on that knee again. He has a couple days to rest up. Like, it's good. Like, the next game for the Celtics is until Mm -hmm. Thursday. So we've got, I don't know, four days of rest for Rob to try and get right. Because, you look, I mean, tonight he played 15 minutes. Right? This, isn't, this isn't a Rob game. No. But Al Horford tonight, I, re- I, I thought he was fantastic defensively. Offensively, again, he struggled. I'm not going to try to argue that. But when you look at the way that he's played this series, it's... You could you could argue that he deserves MVP of the series as oh, well. Yeah. Oh yeah, Al and that's and that's incredible to say at 35 years old. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not from the stat sheet either, too. Like, I mean, there was a couple games that he was in single digits um, in terms of points, but I, I mean, we we've talked about it probably thousands of times on this podcast that Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of the team, and I I will never take anything away from that. But Al Horford. This almost kind of this entire playoffs has been like you know Big Daddy L. He's yeah. kind of the heart and soul. He Daddy gets, L. He Daddy gets L. everybody like everybody hyped up into the game, focused. Like he is like the father presence of this team, and like he just brings that like veteran presence that it can't be replicated. Absolutely. I mean, Marcus Smart is just an, an absolute beast on the defense, and and he gives every everybody a little bit of energy. But Al Horford is just. He's playing outstanding, yeah. and I don't think we would be in the position we are right now without him. Without him, he's no an chance. NCAA champion, and like you said, that's right. Four the Gators finals, like give him his four the Gators. He's finally made. Like Paul said, Marcus Smart definitely like the rough and tough backbone of the Celtics, but I think it was either Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart in a press conference the other day, even admitting like Al Horford is the leader of this team, yeah, and like exactly. we move as Al moves. So oh, yeah. Al Horford, man, good for you, dude. It's it's just great to see, and like Absolutely. and like Mike, you said, 141 or 42 Woo! games without yeah, making Long the NBA coming. Finals. A lot of those are Hawks games too. Yeah, like we used to root against like, them, man. This this is this is vintage Atlanta Hawks Al Horford. Like he's playing you at s- that level. At 35 years old. Hey, I will admit at one point, I think me and Michael Hearn sat up in the bleachers during a Hawks-Celtics playoff game and were rooting against Al Horford at one point in our lives. But we're glad to have him on the Celtics right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm mad that he left for a year or two, wherever that was. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, Oklahoma City. But I'm glad he's back. Brad Stevens, kudos to you, man. Great move. Absolutely. So I want to transition. I want to talk to you. I want to talk about... You know, the NBA Finals here coming up against the Golden State Warriors. Woo! Before we do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? 
With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so here we are. Celtics beat the Heat 100-96, win the series, heading to the NBA Finals, facing off against the Golden State Warriors. First game on Thursday. So I want to hear your thoughts. Where does everyone, where does everyone land on this NBA Finals here. All right, well, I'm well, going to start it off, and I'm saying Celtics have had the toughest road to the Finals, going up against the Nets, going up against the Bucks, going up against the Heat. Who has Golden State played? The Nuggets? Great question. They, they've played Memphis? They've not played the, like, the Mavs? Yeah, Memphis? it's not, it's not like, close. It's not on, close. We are... We are like, poised, we are ready for this. Don't get me wrong. I think Golden State is, they're super fast. They they can get hot at any waking moment. I mean, I think we have the height. We should be able to out-rebound. I think we're better defensively. I really think it's going to be if we are, like, quick enough to stay up with them. And if we, can, if we can make a game plan, a defensive game plan, that can make... Steph Curry and Clay uncomfortable. I, I mean, there, there's. I think Gary Payton is coming back. Uh, Draymond Green is an absolute heel. I can't. We've played so many like he, heels this uh, playoffs. Like I can't stand playing against Giannis. I can't stand playing against Lowry. But I mean, we we have we've been doing like, it. Yeah, we've done it. I mean, I think. With the Golden State team, I mean, you have Clay, you have Steph, Poole is balling out, yeah, he's doing and right. Draymond Green is the Marcus Smart of their team. I mean, this is going to be an unbelievable series. I I think it. Yeet. I I if I had to say it, I would probably say it's going to go six or seven. I mean, I'm obviously. I have to I agree think, with that. I think everybody here is biased. No way. I think we're no all way. Gonna say the Celtics. No sweep. Are gonna win, but it, this is gonna be an absolute. No ride. sweep either no way. Sweep. No sweep. No, no gentlemen sweep. sweep either. No, no sweep. Not. I think the Celtics are the hottest team in the NBA, but the Warriors. It's their program. It's not who they played this year in the playoffs. It's about no. the last six years. They've taken down LeBron. They've made the finals five years in a row. I think what Curry, Clay, and Dre do over there, 
I like the Celts. Obviously, it's a homer pick. Homer. But what the Warriors do, it's prime time. I don't want to relate it to football, what Brady has done. But it's consistency, their program, their coach, their players. They know how to win at home. Hopefully, the Celtics can be more consistent than what they've been. They win one game by 20. They lose one by 10. Yeah, they got to clean that up. Yeah, I, I feel like the Warriors are more consistent, but... Yeah, I'll go with the C's, hardest team in the NBA right now. That's a fact. Yo, yeah, Draymond's I mean, been watching film for a couple days, too. I mean, a couple, uh, I think before game six, he already... Show himself. He already called it out. He's like, yeah, we're playing the Celtics. Yep. There's there's no other... There's, there's Almost there's lost as a option. series, by the way, when he said that. Yeah, he's like, it's not even an yeah. option. To- totally, totally his fault. I believe in uh, conspiracies, man. Yeah, I'm going to start my segment by saying uh, the <laughs> finals are back in Boston, baby. It's been a long time since we said that. Uh, 2010, to be exact. I thought it was 2012. I thought it was nine. No, 2010 is the last time the Celtics were in the finals. That's like 12 years ago, dude. It's a long time <laughs> yeah, coming. You were a child when that happened. I was so. a young man. About to be 27. I was 15 years old. Yeah, about, to, about that, to be a we're man. Not, we're totally not used to a that man shit at that point. Over here in New England. I'm a young man. Red Sox, <laughs> Patriots. We're not used to that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough series. We've never played the Warriors in the finals before. Like all those great teams the, the, oh. the, the, the 60s, the 80s. I mean, the Warriors were never really a thing until recently. So okay. that's yeah, you, you, yeah. So you can get me on that. I don't know exactly what year the Warriors became a franchise, but no, I'm just saying they were never good. Yeah, until, but they, they were a late fran- they were a late franchise too, I believe. Like yeah, they became a yeah. franchise yeah, till like Baron Davis. He was Baron Davis. Dude. Like, yeah. What was that Warriors? <laughs> what was that Warriors team called? Believe. Nah, they, they, they were called something, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, the Warriors, before they drafted Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, like they made a historic run. They were the, the Supersonics. They were the eighth seed, they and they beat under, the number one Baron seed in the playoffs. Davis hit dude. a couple game winners in the first the round. The Warriors were the eighth seed, and they, they beat the number one seed first round in the playoffs, dude. Who do you got? How many games? Let's get it. I'm going to say, this is brutal, dude. No, I have to say Celtics and seven, dude. Celtics Absolutely. Seven. See, that's a mistake. I think tough. I'm just saying that for the podcast. Like, you guys really don't want to know my honest opinion, dude. I mean, we kind of we kind of yeah. do. Are you betting against the Celtics I'm here? not betting against the Celtics, but if I had a gun to my head, yeah. I'm going Warriors and seven, dude. Right, that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear. So so here's yeah. here's my and I'm not I'm not even saying that you're an idiot. I'm like, following I'm not, up I'm not on gonna, that dream I'm team. I'm not gonna by the go way, that route. <laughs> but you're an idiot. I'm not I'm not going that route. But this is tough. Like the Celtics have clearly played really well on the road. The Warriors have home court advantage here. Like the Celtics cannot continue to do the ish- they can't they can't continue to turn the ball over. They can't let Golden State get out in transition. Like, a lot of the issues that we've run into this entire series, they can't do because this Warriors team is better. Mm-hmm. If they turn the ball over, Golden State's getting out. You've got two of the best shooters in the entire NBA on that other side. They're going to make the Celtics pay. So this is not a series where you can go out turn the ball over a million times because the Warriors will make you pay. So this is a this is a series where they need to clean that shit up. Mm-hmm. Because if they go to seven games, again, we don't have home court advantage. And 
the way that the Celtics have played throughout this entire playoffs, we've clearly played unbelievable on the road. You can't bank on that against this Warriors team because they're that much better. Everything that you know the Bucks were bad at, everything the Heat were bad at, the Warriors are just so much better. Like they take advantage of these mistakes. You can't make these mistakes against them. So I get it. I don't think that the Warriors are going to win. I think the Celtics are going to make this a great series. I'm just excited the Celtics are here. Sixers, yeah, like I said, it's been a long time coming. Dude. I also like having Ime this year because he coached under Popovich with the Spurs, and I can't recall, but I'm pretty sure they've shared a couple series. Mm-hmm. And Also coached with the Nets last year. Yeah. Help I like what Ime is doing. I like his composure. It's he, great. You kind of see those clips when he's talking to the players, the former player. I think they respect him. And a little bit of that Popovich knowledge, playing them in the West, I like that. Love it. Yeah, and I think I just love, like, the wired in or whatever it is when uh, basically, like, the teams are mic'd up. I love, absolutely love when the Celtics are in timeouts and he's actually coaching. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen a bunch of, like, the, the Memphis series. I've seen the Mavs series. And the coaches are just like, yeah, like, Keep hustling. Let's rebound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ime's like, no, Marcus, you need to get to this spot. Like, mm-hmm. Tatum, you need to shoot this ball. Like, we need to run this offset, like, this set on offense, this set on defense. Like, he's, like, making plays. He's, just, he's coaching. He's he's, he's, absolute, coaching. he's the perfect awesome He's the perfect so guy for the job, dude. Yeah, like, I've up. not once this year seen him bitch the refs about a call, dude. Like, yeah. he keeps his, like, calm, cool, and composure, dude. Like, I... Sometimes I get mad at him for not arguing with the refs. But, like, but he just refuses to do he's it. He's focused on, like, our team and not as much the refs. Like, I get it. Like, Which you shouldn't he, be. And he's got mad even tonight. I was like, He got a little yeah. frisky like, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Marcus Smart but, hold him back. Yeah, but, um, I mean, when, when when stuff goes wrong with our team, he's he's not, like, he doesn't let the emotions get the best of him. He's like, all right, this is what we're going to do better next time. Or this is what, like, I need this player to do or this is what we need to do as a team or defensively or offensively and I mean we were making some great adjustments I mean I, I'm, I'm super happy with the way that he's coaching this year yeah you there's there's absolutely nothing that you can complain about no. from Imanidoka absolutely not like he is that guy that's just going out Finding adjustments yeah. to make, and he makes it in the second I half. I think he was huge in the Nets series. I mean, I think we won oh, that yeah. series regardless, but he did coach with the Nets last year. And yeah, I, 100%. We just read that team like a book, dude. And I didn't stand he just chance. knows the game. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a big difference when you find a coach that was a role player Players coach. versus a star. Right. Like, you see it, you see it with Steve, Steve Nash Kerr. now. You see it with yeah, Steve yeah, Kerr, absolutely. great coach, was never really a star. Right, like he was that role player, yeah, Steve Nash. He needed okay. X's and O's. MJ yeah, needed Steve Kerr, dude. But like, no, but like you look at it, Steve Nash, star, not really a great coach. And that there's plenty, of, there's plenty of people that will say the same thing. Like there are a lot of stars that come in to the league as a coach. They don't really work out. Ime Odoka, at best, was a sixth man. Like yeah. he was never, he was never a guy. That was coming in. It was just stellar. But he was super smart. And like Marcus Smart, he was a dog. Like defensively, absolute stud. So like he's coming in. He's bringing that mentality. And that's 
what's driving the Celtics team. Like you saw Al Horford interviewed at the end of the game, and all he's talking about is the Celtics defense. Yep. Like the identity. That's that's the identity of this team. Yeah, that's where we hang our hat. It's hey, it. Hey, defense wins championships. Yeah, it that's did. Our, that's the it whole did, reason we're bro. here. Correct, and that's defensive player it, of the year. It's like, it's huge. It's huge. It's literally all you can ask for at this point. Uh, a but, healthy Rob would also be a great thing to ask for too. Like, a, he- a healthy Rob is is yeah. fair. I was also gonna say like between the Nets and the Bucks and the Heat, like I didn't think there was any other team that could play us defensively like the Heat. Like the Nets lacked defense. Like Terrible. had no defense. You know the Bucks semi defense like Middleton was up we can get into Bucks that another time but defense. like yeah, the Bucks Miami Heat who's that Bucks Bucks have a good defense but the Drew Miami Holiday Heat, and Giannis balling on defense they 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 were dogs they were number one in the East for a reason as much as I hate him had an unbelievable terrible person defense I know him personally he's a terrible person forced so many offensive um, fouls you guys on, think Marcus Smart flops dude watch that guy dude I don't. I don't know if you guys have like watched the NBA for the majority of the season, but Golden State is the second best defense in the NBA oh, behind no, behind no. Boston, which I find hard yeah. to believe. Right. So this is this is coming like, off an injury. Clay Thompson it plays the himself. wing very well. Ah, Clay Thompson's a great defender. Draymond Green, arguably best defender in the NBA. Like obviously Marcus Smart is Steph Curry, very defensive player of the year. Was it was a Paul that said it? Like, but like uh, these. This is a team that is going to. Defend at a very high level. Yep. I think so this is not a team teams. you can sleep on. So this is this is the best story in the NBA. Absolutely right. The Celtics in January three games under five hundred, and now we're walking into the NBA Finals. Like there is no story better than this this Celtics team, mm-hmm. and. I'm just glad we're a part of it I'm at this point. And if people want to great. consider Tatum the best player in the league, you have to take down the Dragon, and that has been the Warriors. Yeah. And sure. if you want to become the face of the league, he's already all NBA, but if you want to be the guy, you got to take down the Warriors. Yep. Hey, you can date back to like 2000, like, when was Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics? 2018. So you can go back to 2018, and there's been like a, a blowout or two this year with the Celtics Warriors, but like, there's been some great rubber matches between the Celtics and the Warriors in the regular season the last four years. Like, I can honestly, like, I'm not gonna look it up right now, but I know there's been like three or four like last minute games between the Celtics and the Warriors. Like, it's gonna be a, whether Clay was in, serious. like we had it, like we didn't have like you know all these boys playing for the Celts, but like there's been some good games between them, like. Think this is the best series like the NBA could like ask for right here. This is, gonna, this is going to be great, dude. It's going to be East Coast, year. West Coast. This is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. 100%. So I, I think I think Isaiah Thomas might have been 2017. I think 2018 but was I, the Gordon yeah, Hayward year. I say that but because I remember. Regardless, I remember it doesn't it doesn't matter. You're right. Yeah. Right. Like this is this is just an unbelievable series for the Celtics. But that's where we're going to wrap things up today. This is. An unbelievable win for the Celtics. Again, first playoff, first NBA Finals berth in a long time. But if you haven't already done so, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow the Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Do it. Everything helps. Do it. Banner 18.
Who's going to win? The Celtics are. Because there's no other reason why. The Celtics and the ball. Yeah. Let's go. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?